One, two, three, go. Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language. Maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. All right, listeners, welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast that's dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Everything reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. Listen, we don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. All right, Will, this is it. We made it to part three of our three-part series on Story of OJ by Jay-Z. Where are we going next? What are we doing today? Well, you know, I, I think it's about time that we get into, like, how you build your own wealth. Like, Jay-Z's done a great job. Like, someone... Phenomenal job. With a net worth of a billion dollars, or I don't know if it's a little less than that now, but, you know, he, he's someone that has his own bag, but, you know, why don't we have ours yet? We're working on it. We're taking the little steps, stacking the win todays every day so that we do eventually have that secured bag. So I know you, uh, Professor Harkins, gave out some homework last time. You want to go ahead and review that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can hop right into homework. We're not going to wait for you to, like, copy off somebody in class <laughs> or, you know, you know, pussyfoot like you about the homework life. If you're not scholarly, it's okay. I got you. We're here to help. So... You know, during the last episode, we were talking about generational wealth. And I proposed a question about present value and future value of money. And just to Google that and just basically to get a general knowledge. Now, I understand it's the podcast. You didn't hop on your phone and start looking it up. But if you did get after it, you get an A+. But A++. If you didn't do it, it's all right. We're going to drop that knowledge for you. But... We're not going to just drop numbers and facts on you. We're going to give you give you all scenarios. So, Jordan, you're about to be our guinea pig today. You ready? I'm always ready. All right, so we're about to have a fictional lottery. Okay. And guess what? Congratulations, you are a fictional lottery winner. Hey, does that come with any real-life money? Uh, Yeah, it comes with the wealth of friendship. So, <laughs> <laughs> you get two payment options. You can A, receive $10,000 now, or B, receive $10,000 in three years. Which would you choose? I think this is a pretty uh, pretty straightforward one. Let me know if I got the answers and logic right behind it. I'm going to take the money now, the $10,000 up front, as opposed to waiting for three years. The reason I'm going to do that is that I can take that $10,000 and begin to invest that. I'm not going to take that $10,000 and go buy a bunch of cars or jewelry. Not a bunch of cars. You can't buy a bunch of cars for $10,000. I'm not going to go buy a bunch of jewelry, take some expensive trip. I'm going to invest that money so that in three years, I have some money set aside that I can go ahead and take that expensive trip. Um, and $10,000 now is going to be worth more than $10,000 is worth in three years because of inflation. Miss anything on that one? No, I think you hit all the buttons there. Like, one of the key points is investing that money. And the reason you want to invest that money is you want to, number one, you want to get in the practice of investing money. But number two, you want to be able to beat inflation. Now, for those of you that might not understand the concept of inflation, let's think of it in terms of gas prices. Like, those of us that might be 90s babies, 80s babies... Um, even those that grew up in the early 2000s, you remember when gas prices weren't, you know, shooting somewhere between three and five, well, really four and five dollars a gallon. You could buy gas for less than you could buy a gallon of milk. That's right. Um, but that no longer exists, number one, because the price of oil has increased, but also the value of the dollar has decreased over time because of other currencies. But in general, we refer to it as inflation, where the cost of goods and services begins to cost more over time because of the devaluation of the dollar. Um, so that's a very simple way to put it. So when you so another example of inflation is when your parents say, "Back in my day, oh yeah, I could buy X, Y, and Z for a nickel." You know, it's the same. It's the same concept that over time, 
every every unit of money becomes less be is able to buy you less and less over time so that's why you want to invest that ten thousand dollars now because fast forward three years inflation will have come into effect and made that ten thousand dollars not as valuable as it is today exactly now when you act when you see an actual lottery they usually give you an option where you can get some depreciated value of the lump sum so you know if it's ten million dollars they may say hey you can take eight million right now or you can take you know what is it five installments of two million dollars you know over the course of five years now a lot of people you'll see take the option of the eight million lump sum as opposed to what they call the annuity when they give you the money over years Mm-hmm. Taking that money over years, it has, you know, a few benefits, uh, one of them being, you know, tax breaks. But, you know, a lot of folks aren't, you know, looking at that $2 million a year. They want that big prize money. So I'm going to give you a little extension to your homework. You know, when someone tells you, hey, we're going to give you one homework problem, you see it's 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. Mm. You know, they hoodwinked you, but I'm about to hit you with 1B. You ready? Not to bamboozle me. Okay, go for it. All right. So you you won your $10,000, but you're a really, really lucky guy, right? Right. So you won a $10 million lottery. Wow. So you you have $10 million. And I'm going to offer you the same option. Jordan, do you want $8 million up front? Or do you want an installment of $2 million, you know, once a year for five years? Once a year for five years? I have to sit down and extend the homework assignment out and sit down and get the pen and paper just to make sure I'm right. But I'm still thinking I'm going with the upfront money, the $8 million upfront, because again, that's the money that I'm getting right now to invest, to, you know, beat the rate of inflation with my investments, as opposed to having that money drawn out over time. And in addition to missing out on beating inflation and having the five years to invest that money, I'm also missing out on the opportunity cost of that money. There could be things that would be a great investment for me right now. Say I was able to get into a, a startup company like like you could have done with Google back in the day or Facebook or Twitter. I could have taken that money that I had at that time and had it grow in that stock market. But instead, I'm waiting for that five years to pass before I have my full amount of money and I've missed the opportunity. I've had opportunity cost of missing out on that money up front. Am I right again? I mean, you are right once again. Taking that upfront money puts the power in your hand to invest it, and you're able to get greater returns than having that annuity of $2 million a year over five years. Because it stands that you don't know how much the dollar is going to be worth year over year. It's relatively stable. A lot of, you know... The world economics is based off the U.S. dollar. But having control over your investment is really key because you control, you know, whether you're going to put it into a tech company or whether or not, you know, you want to buy your house right now. Now, if you're if you're poor with money and you know it and you need someone to babysit it for five years, take that annuity and don't trust yourself and use those five years to educate yourself on money and how you can use it. Or if you take that $8 million, get yourself a financial planner. But you are capable of learning yourself what you can do with your money if you take that $8 million. Don't spend it on, you know, everything at once. I don't even know what costs $8 and Will, million. And Will, make sure you give our, uh, our listeners some credit. They're here listening to Secure the Bag. They're taking the time to develop their, their knowledge, their wealth. And they're going to know not to fail this test and blow that $10 million the eight million dollars so go ahead take that eight million up front and make sure you invest it wisely and then you know speaking of someone who's made wise investments we're coming right back to jay-z and the story of oj uh this next verse that we're going to break down really highlights you know his his path to becoming the billionaire that he is today the business mogul the hip-hop mogul that he is today wasn't overnight so let's go ahead get into this section of the story of OJ and we'll go ahead and do the uh, lyrical analysis in a few seconds but really dive in and listen to the words and the stories that he's telling you in this in one. a few seconds that'd be a quick verse <laughs> quick verse <laughs> I'm, I'm getting excited go ahead let's get into it uh. 
bought ABB 12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. I told y'all this is the this is the best song by the best rapper alive. Best rapper ever. He starts off talking about exactly how he felt when he was, you know, making mistakes with his money. He says, I bought every V12 engine. And he regrets it. Like, he, he had that opportunity cost. He says, I wish I could take it back to the beginning. Then he tells his story about how he could have used that money up front. Instead of blowing it on cars and other depreciating assets, he could have took that money from, from the jump and started to invest it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like $2 million. That same building today is worth $25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. So, I mean, first off, we can't gloss over the wordplay that he has right there. He's taking a place, he's taking a fictional character, and he's relating it to a feeling. Like, Will, do you even know where Dumbo is in New York? I know all the New Yorkers are going to be like, yo, B, like, how you not know about Dumbo? <laughs> I'm not hating on y'all New Yorkers. I really love the accent, but I have no clue where Dumbo is. <laughs> I also but, don't know how many V12 engines there are, so, you know. If but he bought all of them. Yeah, if one of our listeners <laughs> could just see, like, how many V12 engines exist and how much money he spent, you know, let, let, let's do a quick, you know, thought catalog here of what's going on with his his car <laughs> infatuation. And, and then see just how much inflation impacted that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, did There's he spend $2 million? How much was it worth? Exactly. Exactly. So don't miss out on the opportunity cost. Like take that money as opposed to spending it on something that is just not going anywhere for you other than driving you around looking you looking fresh in your new whip for a little bit. Then you got to get the next V12 engine. Why don't you take that money and invest it into a property, a building, something that's an asset versus a liability? I mean, you can get yourself one V12 engine. Like how many V12 engines do you need? I mean, you can only drive one car at a time. I mean, that's you. <laughs> 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 but you know jay-z he really touched on a lot of topics and a fairly short verse like there's not a lot of lyrics to this song but they're all impactful because mm -hmm. he goes on to say i turned that two to a four four to an eight i turned my life into a nice first week release date mm. he immediately starts talking about compound like if you're ever able to double your investment in anything you need to invest in that right away and put all of your money into it because that is that's not typical at all. Now um, hold on, you don't want to go and do that on. You got to do your research before you decide to do that. If someone comes to you quick with a quick get rich scheme, maybe shy away. But if you do your research and you can double your investment, go for it. Oh yeah, like you know, don't throw all your money in the flat tummy tees or you know whatever's going on. <laughs> not hating on the flat tummy tees. I love the Instagram. You know, get your hustle going on. And, you know, how you got your six-pack and all that, you know, that's you gotta cool. got to be wise with that money, though. Yeah, you know, just not any investment, you know. If you're going to sell Mary Kay, go ahead and sign up for Mary Kay and get your hustle on. But if you're not, you might want to save your money because you're not going to get value on that. But the that's idea right. of compound interest is the fact that, hey, if I have $10 and I know that every month that my $10 is going to get $2, then at the end of one month... I'm going to have $12 and then I'm going to have, you know, another $10 plus another $2 and I'll have $24. And, you know, every single month you're going to get you a percentage. See how that money grows faster and faster. Exactly. It's going to grow into itself. So you're going to get interest on your interest. And that's the idea of compound interest. So, Will, talking about uh, that compound interest, I was actually reading an article earlier this week and the writer of the article was able to grow her net worth in two years, $100,000. So she spent 25 years, the first 25 years of her life, she accumulated $100,000, which is great for a 25-year-old. Great job. Applause to you. But from 25 to 27, just two years, she was able to grow that from 100000 to over 200000 And one of the biggest takeaways that I had was that as your assets get bigger and bigger, <laughs> like a fat old asset <laughs> as your assets grow 
they begin to work harder and make you more money faster. Them flat so, tummy tees. Exactly, exactly. It's just like the flat tummy tees, but even better for your pockets. So as you get assets that are bigger and, and stronger, they're going to work harder for you. <laughs> I, I like some nice, strong assets that are going to work hard. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Man. Who doesn't? But then, Secure the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Jay-Z, he doesn't really stop there. He starts hitting you with different financial lingo, but just it's in a different lens, and it takes listening to it. He says, y'all out here still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, huh? Y'all here still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, uh. Uh. And, you know, at first glance, you know, when I heard this, I was just like, okay, you know, this is, you know, a dope lyric. But really, he's talking about the consequences of debt, borrowing money from cash, cash, advance, cash advances. So if you've ever seen the commercials where, you know, get your paycheck early or get cash now. No, it's some ridiculous interest rate tied to the end of it if you don't pay it back, you know, within your first check. But if it's you... Another one of those things where you got to do your research. Yeah. It's not made for you to win. It's a business. It's somebody else's business that they're trying to capitalize on. Like, think about it logically. If you don't have the money now before your payday, you know, your payday and you get a payday loan, and your your agreement is, hey, I will give you my entire check if you give me my check now. Why would you not need the same amount of money in two weeks if you're living check to check at that point? Exactly. That means that you into a cycle. Exactly. And you're just going to keep owing money and someone's going to take advantage of that and you're going to fall into debt. Exactly. Also, you got to think about where and when you're seeing these commercials. Do you, ever, you don't really ever see these in primetime television. These are usually daytime commercials when you're home, home from school sick or home from work or just playing hooky. Stay home, watch the prices right or something. You're going to be seeing those types of uh, advertisements and that type of marketing. That's predatory in nature. Like it's not meant like people who are working nine to five and have a 401k and have their savings set up and their stock investments set up. Those aren't the people that these payday loan companies are going after. They're going after the people who are at home, might not have a steady nine to five people who need that money up front. And they're getting them because they're they're staying open somehow, some way. Just like these telemarketers hitting your phone, somebody is giving them their credit card number if they keep calling. Like it's exactly. it's ridiculous. Exactly. But he follows up. He says that me and my niggas taking real chances, uh. And it's just like okay, so instead of taking these advances, he's taking risk. He's gonna, you know. Invest in stock. He's going to buy property. He's going to do things that are going to give him a realistic, you know, return on his investment as opposed to just getting money to, to flash wherever he needs or even just to meet ends meet. He's willing to save up that money to make that investment to take that chance. That's a real chance with a real He's payoff. Also, yeah, exactly. He's letting you know that there is a risk to investing. And we're going to talk about that. But... You know, <laughs> those chances are paying off. Yeah, like everything's not going to be a hit. But once you practice, just like anything, if you practice it, you'll get better at it. And you're going to have more hits than misses. And honestly, when you're going into investing in stocks, it's all about having more hits than misses. Nobody bats a thousand or bats a... Nobody. You know, it. You know, even Barry Bond, well, he was juicing, but he still hit a lot of home runs. <laughs> so you're going to hit a lot still of... Still wasn't batting a thousand. Yeah, you, you, you'll hit a lot of home runs too. But he closes out. He says, y'all on the gram holding money to your ear is a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Yeah. At a 30 year at the end because, you know, that's what he said. Y'all on the gram holding money to your ear. There's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's the idea that, hey, you want to flash what money that you have. But, you know, that's temporary money. That's not wealth. If you are wealthy... Any money that you come up on isn't worth showing on Instagram because it's like you've been there before. It's like when you're, if you played football or played bat or any sport really and you score, like the idea is like, hey, you can do a little celebration or just hand the ball to the ref. Act like you've been there before. Exactly. Exactly. So it also, it also means something else. Like if you have real wealth, you don't have cash just sitting around doing nothing. Your wealth is 
is working for you to get more wealth. You don't just have a stack of money sitting in a bag in your house or in a briefcase or under your mattress. That money is tied up in investments. It's growing when you're not when you're not working. It's working when you're sleeping. That's real wealth, not fake riches. And I, we we've done a lot of like analysis on Jay Z on like his investment approaches and what he's trying to teach. But it's time to start saying how. Like, what can mm-hmm. you do as right now? As someone that's looking to start to begin to accrue generational wealth and, you know, not just to be rich from, you know, a single payday, but to be able to have your money work for you. Absolutely. So one of the hardest things to do is to just get started. Once you get started, you start to think about this. You think about assets versus liabilities with assets being anything that's making you money and a liability being anything that is not making you money and is costing you money. Once you can start to think in that mind frame and you can start to put these concepts that we're talking about into practice, that money grows slowly at first, but it gets faster and faster and faster and it snowballs into this generational affluence that we're all striving to reach. So we're gonna start off with giving you some realistic investing options just to get you started. So we'll go ahead and shoot one out for the for the crew. So the first thing that we're gonna start off with is probably the lowest hanging fruit, which is a high yield savings account. You know, why do you say it's the lowest hanging fruit? Well, it's the lowest barrier to entry because there's lots of options for where you can place your money. That's aside from wherever your checking account is. What we want to do is get out of the habit of moving from savings to checking because we've all done it. I've done it more times than I like to count. And it's so so easy. Oh yeah, this mobile banking. Oh, yeah, it makes it so easy. But you got to be disciplined on and this one. You, you have to have that money sent there before you have a chance exactly. to spend it. And you have to be willing and disciplined to keep exactly. it. You have to pay yourself first. And paying yourself first means making it a little bit more difficult for you to access. And there are options to have a high-yield savings account that will get you somewhere in the realm of 2%. Somewhere to at least keep pace with inflation of where your money's sitting. Because with it sitting in a regular exactly. savings account, you're going to get, you know... Some pathetic interest rate. A fraction of a percent. Yeah, and it's you know it's not doing anything. Your money's sitting there. It's not working for you. It's just being available. It's just there. It's no. It's almost no difference from having it sitting in your, sitting in a safe in your house. And it's house. really it's it's a Google mattress. search away. If you Google high yield savings account, you will have so many choices, and you can start to compare like where can you get the greatest return, and and I've well have you seen? I think I have, but we've talked about this offline. Where the highest savings, highest yield savings accounts are usually not brick and mortar banks. They're these more non traditional banks that are all online, like Ally or Simply right. or some of these other banks that don't have to worry about the cost of being in a f- and the li- and the limitations of being in one specific. Location. Yeah, there's no brick and mortar to keep up. Everything's digital. Like a lot of the overhead costs are removed. So they're able to essentially use the money that you put in your savings account and invest their way, but give you a return on what you have sitting in your account. If you're not doing anything with it, have it work for you. And, you know, we're not getting paid by any of these, um, you know, high yield savings accounts or the banks that hold them. But, you know, I use Synchrony, for example. I, you know, most of my family uses Synchrony. And it's because it's, you know, completely online. It's very secure. You know, no one's hacking your synchrony. They have multi-factor authentication, and you're getting a return on the money that's in your savings account, along with, you know, several other perks that banks will give you, discounts on hotels and whatnot. You know, the benefits packages you can look into and research. But there's so much more to be putting your money into a high-yield savings account that's in an online bank than just sitting in your regular bank. Um that you can realize just through a, a little bit of research and a little due diligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we mentioned, well, you mentioned that that's one of the lowest hanging fruits. Let's move on to something that may, might not be as easy to get into and as comfortable. So let's go ahead and give some knowledge on how people can get past that first barrier to entry. So what we're going to talk about next is stocks. So... 
you know, when you hear stocks, you hear about the Dow, you hear about the NASDAQ, and you hear about a bunch of numbers, and it can be very daunting to want to get into the stock game. But that's where you can start to realize some of the most gains on your investment. And to Absolutely. lower the barrier of entry, you know, there's there's an app for everything now. If you want to, you know, train, if you want to run, there's an app for that. If you want to learn how to play space, there's an app for that. You know, if I want to like pictures of flat tummy tea, there there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of apps for that. <laughs> I don't know. Why is everybody on the flat tummy tea? But, Will, before, <laughs> before we get into the apps, I think we got to break it down even more on an elementary level about what it means to buy stock in a company. Like, if I'm buying stock in a company, what does that even mean? That's a great question. So what you're really doing is you're buying a piece of this company. So imagine that a company is worth, you know, it's 100% of a company, right? And 50% of that company is dedicated to its employees, but 50% of that company is available to the public. You're able to buy some percentage of that 50%, and as that company grows in valuation or grows, you know, what revenue that they generate, their stock increases, which means your value of your ownership of that company increases as well. So an example that I'll use is Marvel. We all watch Marvel movies. Um, but let's think the year 2000, you know, or 2001. Okay. Marvel Marvel is bit. like not the cinematic universe we know now. They're coming out with Daredevil and Elektra. And it's kind of the start of the super, superhero movement, but we really just know them from the X-Men cartoons, maybe the Iron Man or Incredible Hulk cartoons, depending on how old school you are. But you're right. They're, they're more focused on coming out of the comic books, and they're just now starting to get into right. the movie and, scene. You know, where they realize the big I'm, money I'm a, is. I'm a fan of Marvel. You know, I grew up on the cartoon shows. Have been for oh, a long yeah, time, absolutely. right? absolutely. I'm, I'm one of the... Uh, well, I can't say I'm original because Marvel came out before I was born, but I'm a, as original as I can be with Marvel. So I see them coming out with movies. I'm just like, you know what? I, I like Marvel. I like the product they put out. I want some ownership in this company because I believe in the company and what they're doing. How old oh, were you? Oh, man. I was like 10, bro. 10 years old, and you your priority was to buy some stock well, in Marvel. My father introduced that. me to stock, so, you know, back in the day of AOL dial-up, they had a little stock, little ticker on there, so I'd put the companies I wanted to track. But then I was using buyandhold.com, which was um, basically the online broker that was available at the time, and I cut grass for money. And all my money from cutting grass, okay. I didn't have it sitting in the bank account. I bought stock with it because my father said, hey, this is what you're going to do with it. I'm like 10. I'm just like, okay, whatever. So all of my money just going into Marvel, so, you know, $20 in the Marvel, $40 in the Marvel. You know, at some point, you know, I have $400 in the Marvel stock that, you know, is worth a dollar a piece or something like that. I own 400. As yeah, a I own 400 shares of this company by the time I'm like, you know, 12. So, you know, somewhere around I'm 13, 14, Marvel's coming out with, like, more and more movies. And I'm just like, okay, this is, like, paying off. But then you have the Disney acquisition of Marvel. And that stock goes from being worth, you know, a dollar, a couple of dollars, to being worth somewhere around, you know, $40, $50. And I'm just like, whoa, 10 times return on my investment? Hello? Like, I did it. I won stocks. I'm, here I am, not even a legal adult. I won stocks. Like, I'm excited. I, you know, I hit up my dad. I'm just like, yo, like, I bought stocks in Marvel. Marvel just got bought by by Disney. Like, they're worth this much. This is how much I bought it for. I'm doing calculations. I'm just like, I'm good. I'm just gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep this. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about not even selling this stock. I just want to ride it out because I figure like, hey. This is going to convert to Disney stock, X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm excited, but he's a bit muted. And he's not really saying a lot. I'm just like, why is this man not excited for me? Like, you know, I won. Right, right. You think your dad be patting you in the back? Like yeah, you know, like I won a championship game. But he's like, oh, you know, you should have a seat. You know, I don't really know what have a seat means. I Ooh, yeah, that's never good You know, I'm thinking, oh, I must... 
Is that when you found out it's not good to oh, be told that to was have when a seat? I found out. Sad, sad story. What happened? So I have a seat. I think I'm just too excited. I was like making him nervous or something. I don't know. He he's a veteran, so you know I, I never know like you know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> no 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 shade to any veterans out there. Um, and he lets me know that pretty much a few years ago, back when Marvel was still worth a couple of bucks, he divested all of my money and got me like two shares of Microsoft. Like a share of Microsoft, mm. you know, is gonna run you like two hundred dollars or something stupid. So, so you thought you had four hundred dollars worth of dollars? Yeah, that was explosive Marvel? in growth. But no, uh, I got two mm. two shares of boring ass. I mean, sorry, boring old <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The, uh, you know what? Marvel stock is worth I don't per share today. Know. $19.88, so just under $20. So if you would have kept going with that and it was actually going where you thought, you would have had over eight, uh, just under $8,000 worth of stock in and Marvel from I $400 just kept investment. It and just, like, just see what happens. Exactly. You could have used that money, like we said, to start your snowball. Still great that you have that Microsoft stock because I'm sure that paid off pretty nice as well. But, you know, either way, what either scenario, the one where, you're, you know, you thought you were living in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> or the real life universe where you have Microsoft stock, you started early, you bought that money, you took that money and you helped it grow and compound and snowball into more money. So fast forward to present day, you don't have to worry about giving your money to your pops to have him go to a stockbroker to invest your money on your behalf. You can do all this where we do all things from the comfort of our cell phones. So there's so many apps that are out there. There's Acorn. Acorn. Tell them about oh, Acorn. Acorn is an app where you can use your spare change after any purchase to start to get into the stock game. You can accrue, you know, if you spend $2.20 on, you know, an ice cream cone or something, that 80 cent can go directly into your stock portfolio and you can start to invest that way with your spare change. It's a great introduction and it's low barrier to entry. And it's very passive in the way that you can start to grow your portfolio. And exactly. never even notice it. It's just like when you pay yourself first, you don't notice that that 80 cents isn't gone because you would otherwise not really do anything with it. So it just rounds up to the next dollar, which is honestly better to me than having change sit in the uh And the that's why Acorn is such a great name for it. You know, squirrels like take acorns and they bury them in places and forget, and that's how acorn trees are grown. It's like you're just yep, taking that it. money and you forget, and then it grows. Like, great it's name, good job, thing. Great job. Next one we're gonna cover is my personal favorite, Robinhood. Um, I use it every day. It's great for investing stocks, investing in the stock market. So, Acorn is more of a savings tool. Like we said, lower barrier entry with your savings account. Moving on to Robinhood, it's all about investing in the stock market so it gives you so many different options on you can literally invest in any company that you want that's on any stock exchange you can invest in companies that are domestic international you can invest in cryptocurrency you can invest in anything that you would otherwise call a stockbroker for and you can do it on Robinhood with zero fees tell me anywhere else you can get zero fees will when you're oh, trying I thought to you just meant zero fees in general. I was like, well, you know. <laughs> but on the stock market, <laughs> everyone wants a piece of a piece, a cut of what you're doing. So, you know, that's that's fairly rare. And shout out to Robinhood for making that a reality. The everyday investor. Exactly. Steal from the rich and give to the needy. They're giving us needy people a chance to become rich. So much love to Robinhood. Get on there. I'm on there every single day. They will tell you whether a stock is rated based on expert reviews, if it's rated as a buy stock, a hold stock, or a sell stock. They'll give you stories about what that company's done in the recent days or weeks, anything to look out for for that company, and they give you all the tools that you need to go ahead and get started in the stock market game. And then moving on to, the, to our last one, that our last app that we're going to talk about, Stash. Stash is great because you can start for as little as $5. Will, you want to tell them what they so can do with that $5? once you have your $5 investment all wrapped up in Stash, you can invest it into any purpose. 
So if you're someone that's into tech companies, they will diversify your portfolio for you and use that $5 to spread it across multiple stock um, that are in tech companies. If you're someone that wants to invest in the environment because you see sustainability and renewable energy as the future, you can dedicate your money towards that. And any money you put in the stash can go into a diversified, a pre-diversified portfolio of environmental um, and renewable energy stocks. And there's so many different options. So if you're very mission driven and the money that you want to invest in, or you have an idea of what market you think is going to grow or explode in the future, Stash is going to be the option for you to diversify for you, kind of make it a bit more passive, but also keep you mission, mission oriented and driven with your investments. So, Will, um, I've heard of ETFs before. An have you ETF? heard of an ETF? Yeah. So, to me, knowing what an ETF is, and for any of the listeners who do, ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund. And it's basically a collection of businesses and stocks and publicly traded companies that you can invest in as a whole. So, say that you wanted to invest in technology ETF, you can do Amazon, Google, Facebook, and you'd have a small percentage of all those companies. And as those companies grow, your money grows with it. But if one of those companies tends to falter, like say you're invested in an ETF with Tesla and Tesla stock drops, the other three or four companies that are in that ETF continue to grow, you are limiting your risk. So that to me is exactly what Stash is doing on a smaller scale allowing you to get in for such a small barrier to entry of five minutes and investing about two minutes of your time. So it's taking the actual ETF market and making it even more user-friendly. So shout out to Stash as well. Stash, Robinhood, and Acorn. Three great, simple ways for you to get started and right now. Let us know what your preference you is. Once you start investing... You can invest in all three and let us know who has the superior product or which fits your needs better. It's great to share knowledge and user stories and successes across all the different apps to encourage others to start investing. Absolutely. Now, as we kind of transition from the tools that we're using to invest, you know, how do we know something as simple as how much do we invest? You know, like, I, do I take 50% of my check and invest it? And then not be able to eat? Or do I take 1%? The rule that we used to, we like to go with is 5 to 10%. As long as it's not impacting your ability to pay your other bills. You don't want to be investing if it's going to make you miss your rent. Or miss your car note. Or not be able to eat or clothe yourself. As long as you can, you know, maybe cut out going out a night or two a month. Cut out eating out a night or two a week. You want to take that 5 or 10% that you're able to cut out other places and invest that into whatever stocks you decide to invest in. you have anything to add on that? I actually don't have anything to add. Um, it's really whatever you can afford. Wow. Will Harkins and I think that's a great rule of thumb. It's like you're paying yourself first, mm -hmm. but you can pay yourself through stocks. Like A lot of people, they'll have their entire retirement funds through a company. That was kind of the fault. Um, that came to bear with Enron. So many people had their 401ks and entire retirement racked up in, wrapped up in stock options with a company that was uh, pretty shady. Yeah. So, you know, that, that brings into another big piece of investing and things to think about as you're building your portfolio. That risk, that risk that people didn't assess properly when they were investing with Enron. How do we start to invest and limit our risk, Will? Limiting your risk... Or should I limit my really risk? It's really whatever your risk tolerance is. It's, it's, you know, it's very difficult to tell someone exactly how much they should limit their risk for because some people are just risky investors. Like, I might be willing mm -hmm. to put, you know, um, my $10 million that I won from the lottery into Marvel saying that, hey, I think that this is going to blow up. Or I might be someone that says, hey, I only want to use 5 or 10% of this and I want to diversify and put you know, some in a high-yield savings account. And generally, it is better to diversify um, where you're, you're putting your money. Because that will inherently lower your risk because it's not tied up 
putting all your eggs in one basket. Exactly um, like the old adage says, you don't put all your eggs in the one basket because if that one basket drops or breaks, you've lost is, your entire Is that what eggs in baskets mean? You spread it out. I thought... I think I that's what it, it was means. just all Did about. We just Easter found that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where it was. Uh, maybe that's where they came up with the idea. But another rule that we like to use is the 100 rule. So basically, what you do is a simple math problem. You take 100 minus your age. Will you just hit your 30th birthday? Happy belated. Oh my bad, my bad. 100 minus your age, whatever it is. Let's say hypothetically speaking, you're 30. You know, you take 100 minus 30, 70% is what's left over. 70% is what you should invest in as far as your portfolio goes. 70% of your portfolio should be invested into stocks, whereas the rest should be into low-risk securities like bonds or cash or other safer places like a, like a savings account. The reason that is, is when you're younger, you can be a little bit more risky because you have money coming in every month. You're not still working. You're not retired and living on a fixed income like you will be by the time you're 60, 70, 80, and hopefully even past that. So as you get older, you readjust and your risk is on a sliding scale. As you get older, you become less risk averse and you become more risk averse and less risk tolerant. I mean, that sounds like a great formula to me and it encourages you to start investing when you're young. Like, Take those risks. You're going to get that money back. And the stock market is going to continue to grow. It might have some ups and downs. So in the short term, you might lose. But overall, you will win. Because since the time the stock market was created, it's been on a upward trajectory. There's been dips here and there with the Great Depression, with the Great Recession, with the housing crash. But overall, it continues to grow up and up and up, as will your money, if it's properly invested. I think that was a mic drop. <laughs> was it? <laughs> but with the money that you're using, like, don't forget to put some away and to actually have some experiences. Like, make sure you're enjoying your time while you're young, yes. while you're able, while you have the money. And when you're paying yourself, make sure you set aside a vacation fund so you're not flashing, you know, money next year you're on Instagram. You're on a boat in the Caribbean. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're a in a blue experience. village in Morocco. Like, you know, go travel, show us pictures, let us know how your investments are working out, and really enjoy yourself. So you're saying it's okay to skip buying stuff and it's also okay to set aside some of your savings for these experiences so we're going experiences over stuff like those depreciating assets because time and money are your two biggest assets take the time to enjoy what your money is able to buy you but make sure it's in an experience and not just on absolutely you know, something flashy and I, I think we kind of touched on all the points do you have any like personal takeaways you want to wrap up for this episode yeah for sure as we're about to close this one out i want to let the listeners know that you can start today i think that's my biggest takeaway is there's so many so many avenues there's so much information readily available to you and if you put in the time and you have the discipline you can get started right now as soon as this episode's over, you can go ahead, download Acorn, download Robinhood, download Stash, or find any of the other countless apps that are out there and are secure, and go ahead and start taking your money and making it work for you now. Because as we've learned from Will's Marvel situation, that one, you don't know that $400 could become $8,000 in not that long a time. So he, Jay-Z's instructions, learned from his mistakes of buying those V12 engines, Take it from his beginning. Let's go ahead and do it right now. Let's start Absolutely. our beginning. Right my, takeaway my takeaway is I should have invested four thousand in Marvel so I could have eighty thousand right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a there's a good takeaway right there. Absolutely. Should have cut a couple more lawns, <laughs> young man. Um, <laughs> 
before we before we finish this one out, let's go ahead and give our uh, so give my our one today is gonna go out to Colin Kaepernick, who recently won his collusion argument um, against the NFL. Like, shout out to him and Eric Reed. Uh, I know that he was offered a contract. Well, he was in negotiations with the AFL and the XFL, and they offered him twenty million. I mean, he wanted twenty million to play quarterback, which he should get paid because you know. My man is a Super Bowl quarterback. Even though he didn't win, he went. Give him another shot at it. Um, oh, Would you say uh, he's better yeah. than Blaine Gabbert? I mean, you you wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Okay, point proven. Exactly. What was, it, what was the dude's name from Buffalo? <laughs> exactly. But Five interceptions and a half. I support my frat brother. I think he's been year. my win today a couple of weeks um, before now. But he really just keeps on winning with the Nike commercial and Keep holding out for that $20 million a year. It's what you're worth. Mm-hmm. It's what you're worth, and don't budge from your number. I think my uh, my special shout-out's going to uh, some of the movies that won Oscars this week. We got Black Klansman, Spike Lee Joint. Um, great story about um, race relations and a group of police officers coming together to battle race in a southern state. Um, and then Black Panther, my personal favorite movie of this past year. Saw it seven times in theaters. Seen it countless times since it's been out. Both won, uh, both won some hardware at the Oscars this weekend. After hashtag Oscars so white, um, hashtag whatever other hashtags you want to have towards the Oscars and their lack of diversity. This year, it finally started to take a turn. So shout out to the people involved in those movies. Shout out to the people who started the protest and the social movement towards having more diversity in the Oscars. And even a shout out to the Academy for actually acknowledging the need for more diversity. That sounds like a win today to me. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that's wrapping it up. All right. Is that about it? All right. All right, listeners. Thank you to you. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast, or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to us. And we're not just going to be old school and tell you to email us. Jordan will hit you with the IG screen name. STB Podcast. IG at us STB podcast for secure the bag podcast. We're always ready to listen, share, like, comment. So get on there, share with us. We'll share with you, and it's going to be a great win today. Fantastic! And you know, as always, we have some outro music for you. And because we talked about investing today, and we want you to talk about investing to your friends, but also do it yourself. Oh, walk it so like we, we talk it. Walk it like we talk it. Walk it, walk it like we talk it. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. You. Take my shoes and walk a mile. Something that you can't do. Tops of the town, big boy gang moves. Gang moves. I like to walk around with my chain loose. Chain, chain. She just bought a new ass, but got the same booze. Same booze. Whipping up dope scientists. Whip it up, whip it up, cook it up, cook it up. That's my sauce where you find it. That's my sauce when you look it up, look it up, find it. Adding up checks, no minus. Add it up, add it up, add it up, add it up. Yeah. Get your respect in diamonds. Ice, I bought a plane, Jane, roll it. These niggas bought they fame. Woo. I think my back got scoliosis, cause I swore the lane. Screw. Heard you signed your life for that brand new chain. I heard. Think it came with strikes, but you ain't straight with the game. Gang, gang. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk yeah. it. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo.
Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Let's go. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. I gotta stay in my zone. Say that we been beefing, dog, but you on your own. First night, she gon' let me fuck cause we grown. I hit her, gave her back to the city, she home. She at home now. That was that, so I can't be beefing with no whack, nigga. Got no backbone. Heard you living in a mansion and all your raps, though. But your shit look like the trap on his Google Maps, though. <laughs> we been brothers since Versace Bando, woo. Name ringing like Amigo Trap Phone, woo. Used to be with Vashti and Santos. That's on Tommy Campos. We live like Sopranos. And I walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Let's go. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. You. Like I talk it, walk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it. All set. Niggas pocket watch it. Watch I want that, that, this, that menage. Which one? I bought a franchise to double up the profit. Franchise. We make a landslide, chopper, get the poppin'. Elliot got me rockin'. Pull a socket, chicken teriyaki. Take off rocket, keep them in pocket. Water gon' lock it. Quadruple the profit. profit. I walk like I walk, talk like I talk. What's in my vault? Load of cash and the sauce. I put a lab in my loft. She cook up and jack with the fault. By the pair, I got carrots that choke. By the pair, By the pair I got carrots each load. Private like private, just round the globe. Hit a bitch, hit a lick with the cho. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Talk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Talk it, walk it like I talk it. Let's go. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Watch your book, no milk walking, honey. Walk it like I talk it. That's my bro, he know the lingo. Lingo. Ain't no fuck it talking. No. This some you know why don't we know? We know. Hold out on that coffin, smoke the cookie, get the coffin, drop that fresh. I need a coffin. Calling something we do often. Take the pot and I splash no dolphin. Splash it. Now they go buy me a faucet. Walk it like I talk a nigga done bought it. I pay the coat so I gotta call it. Cop in the shit so nigga just down me. Fuck in the beard and that's all the powder. I get a rebound and talking my spouting. Walk it. Like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, talk it, walk it like I talk it, woo, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, talk it, walk it like I talk it, let's go, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, woo, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, hey, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it, you, walk it like I talk it, walk it, walk it like I talk it.